Witchy Ways is a podcast about the journey to unlock the forgotten ways of being in a world that's long taught us to be separated from our bodies, our souls, the world around us, and the other than humans that we share it with. Welcome. I'm your host, Jacqueline Freeman. So, after I left uh, Seneca Falls, I had uh, found this dispersed camping site in a state park uh, in New York, really close to Lake Erie. And um, so so I left Cayuga and uh, headed over that way and got there at a pretty good time, I guess. It was probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I, I like to get to the campsites pretty early. I like to be there by four. Uh, Really no later than five. I want to be able to have time to set up camp, have my dinner, and then be able to relax a little bit before uh, it gets dark. So, um, and another advantage of getting to the sites a little bit earlier is um, that I can get a site, right? Uh, Because I don't know how many times uh, when Jason and I have been together, when I've Uh, been by myself that I've pulled in somewhere and we found a really great site because we pulled in at like 4 or 4.30 and then you know as it gets closer to dark there's more and more um, vehicles pulling through and um, you know possibly no sites and so then they're having to go down the road Um, but this particular night so I, I got there pretty early and uh, when I pulled in, like there were two porta potties and three sites that had like covered picnic tables. Um, as I was pulling, well, as I was coming into the area, so before I'd reached the state park, there was this like gloomy, scary kind of vibe, and um, lots and lots and lots of really aggressive no trespassing signs. Um, And so then I got into the state forest and this trespassing signs went away. So I thought, well, you know, maybe um, the people in the area have had problems with people trying to pull into their land. So so then I get onto the site and uh, it's pretty clean. Um, And then there's a car parked there, but there's no people. So I pulled into one of the spaces, you know, like backed into it. And, um, but I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't feel settled. So then, uh, this couple comes back that had been hiking that belonged to the car that was there. And, and I asked them, um, if they came here often and the lady was like, Oh yeah, I come here all the time. I love this place. It's so nice. Um, it's super chill. I'm like almost scared to tell people about it because I don't want a bunch of people coming and ruining it or something. Um, and I asked her if she'd ever camped there and she said no, but she said the park was really great. Um, so then they pulled off and 
not too long after they pulled off and they pulled off and went either west or north i can't the the other way from how i pulled in um not too long after they pulled off uh this black sedan pulls in with this guy and he backs in in a way he's like kind of across the you know like there was a little u shaped drive um he's on the other side of the drive he pulled in in a way that I couldn't see his plates and he's blocking the porta potties and he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette um super creepy so I started kind of like looking around the site and um you know took a took a bag this is what I normally do anyway um took a bag and just kind of picked things up and cleaned things up and um it's my sort of offering to the fairies is to clean my spaces up uh, when I pull in somewhere. And there were two cans. I had seen that when I pulled in, that there were two cans under the picnic table. But then I got over there and got closer, and they were both filled with really long, rusty nails. That's weird. And then on the other side of the picnic table, there's an apple with one bite taken out of it not that long ago and a really big rock. Um, so I get the cans of nails and the apple and I put them in my bag and um, there were a couple of bottles in the fire, like bottles and cans in the fire pit. The fire pit's still kind of warm, so someone had definitely been there the night before. Um, so I, you know, I, I pulled the things out of the, the fire and put them in the bag. And the guy's still just sitting there so I called Jason, um, and I always send the coordinates of where I'm planning on staying um, to him so that if anything happens, he knows where I was the last time anyway. Um, so I, I called Jason and, you know, talking loudly so this guy knows that somebody knows where I am, like, yeah, I'm at this place, and I gave you the coordinates right, and... Um, the guy's still just sitting there and then these two minivans pull in and these families pile out tons of kids uh, and as soon as they start piling out he pulls out but as he's pulling out he's like staring me down as he pulls away um, and pulls out like Northwest so um, I was still on the phone with Jason and I was like, okay, he's gone now. That was super creepy. He like stared at me the whole way. Um, but then I'm like watching this family and we're about an hour away from sundown probably, but they're not setting any tents up. And then, um, the gate was up for one of the minivans and I saw that there wasn't any camping equipment. So apparently they lived really locally and were just going to be there to, you know, spend the evening and hang out with the campfire or whatever. So as soon as I realized they weren't staying, I was like, oh, that's why that guy was staring me down like that. So I packed up and pulled out. And as I'm driving out of the park, like just on the other side of the park, you know, there are these houses and stuff. And there's a car that looked just like his, parked in the yard of one of these trailers or something. 
So, um, super creepy. Um, so I pulled out in a way and, um, it was getting later. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like splurge and get like a crappy hotel room tonight. Like it's a Saturday night. Um, people party in parks on Saturday nights. I don't want that. So, um, so I thought I'm just going to splurge and stay in a hotel room. So I stop at a hotel. They're all full. I stop at another hotel. They're all full. I go online for hotel.com. I can't find anything. So I'm like stopping every exit at hotels and everybody's full. Um, one place, there was a university there, not far outside of Erie. And they told me that that town was having a jazz festival. So there was not going to be anything available anywhere. And then as I got closer to Erie, um, Conneaut, I was in Conneaut. One of the ladies told me like, oh yeah, no, um, every weekend, everything is full around the lake. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so I go back onto like the campsite places and there's a campsite that's not far from Conneaut. So I drive down there and, um, you know, go all the way through town and past the little league field and all that kind of stuff. And it's tucked back there, but it looks like an RV park. Like I, I don't see anything other than RVs. Um, and a lot of time, I mean, not only do I not want to, be right up next to one, uh, listening to generators all night. But, um, a lot of times they won't even let vans in. Right. So, um, so I'm sitting out there and I'm trying to find like uh, a place that's going to be reasonable. Like I'm looking at like 50 bucks, right. Uh, a place that's going to be reasonable and, um, not too far away. I realize I'm going to have to go inland. I had, wanted to stay near the lake so I could go visit different um, underground railroad spots because a lot of the uh, once the Fugitive Slave Act was passed um, people had to get to Canada and so a lot of people went up through uh, Ohio and Indiana and then took boats across Lake Erie to get into Canada so there's a lot of different underground railroad spots there and so that had been my intention for the weekend um, but, um, it wasn't working out. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I go down to this place and it looks like an RV park. And so I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. So I kind of, you know, like pulled into a little alcove near the gate and I still had the car running and I'm looking on my phone, trying to find a place that's within an hour because it's almost dark at this point. Um, and I'm tired and, um, so I'm sitting out there, I had booked something, but the, um, the payment, not the payment thing didn't go through, but the, they wanted something. I had put a number in wrong. Um, and this particular credit card has numbers on it that you don't need. So I realized what I'd done. And so I was getting ready to put the number in again. And, uh, this woman comes out on a golf cart. I was like, can I help you? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find a place to stay for the night because I got totally creeped out by this guy in the state park in New York. And uh, I've been stopping all these places and everything's full. And um, and so I had found this place on a campsite, web, a camp website, and um, but it looks like an R&B park. So I'm looking for somewhere I can stay. 
And uh, she's like, well, yeah, I'm coming down because uh, the kids on the playground over here were kind of creeped out. This lady's been parked here for like 15 minutes. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm all creeped out. And now I have gone and creeped out the kiddos uh, parked with the engine running looking at my phone. So um, she told me that they did have campsites. So, um, so I went in and she showed me where they were and I was like, yeah, that'll work. So, <clears throat> so I pulled in and, um, you know, there's only like six campsites on the side. Uh, but I pull in and, and back in and, you know, get my little gate 10 all set up and, um, eat cold ravioli out of a can because it was already dark and, um, and go to sleep. Well, uh, I had left the side doors open and just had the mosquito netting down because everybody's really close together and she had talked about how friendly everybody was and all this kind of stuff. So, um, and you know, the more I can have open, then the less fans I need to use and all that good stuff. Also makes it my incident, my, my <laughs> chance of getting to the bathroom without problems if I don't have the door shut are also bigger. So, um, so I left the doors open with the mosquito netting <clears throat> and then, um, I had this dream, uh, in the dream I was with a friend and I was helping them with their mom and all this kind of stuff. And then, uh, I wanted to show them the van. So I go into the van and I lay down and they reached, they like leaned into the van and put their hand on my leg and when they put their hand on my leg it like froze me and then they like took my stuff they like grabbed my computer bag and my purse and um like ran over this hill so um i woke and i started screaming like no no and um and i woke up and realized that it was a dream so i'm like laying there panting right um, look around and see that everything's there. But then I hear, you know, and I hear a zipper, like a tent zipper. And so I thought I had woken my neighbors up. And, um, so the next morning, uh, as I'm walking to the showers, right? Like there's a fellow that looks like he's got down syndrome um, that was sitting on the sort of porch of the trailer that was next to the tent. So there was a tent next to me. Well, there were boats next to me and then there was a tent and then there was a, like a trailer, a permanent resident that had like a duck and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I said, good morning to the guys and walking to the, the, the showers and he doesn't really respond. He says like, uh, you know, just kind of grumbles under his breath or whatever. And then, uh, come back and have my breakfast and um and then as I'm uh kind of packing things down after I had like written my journal for a while or whatever um I see a guy in a truck pulling into you know that had been in the that had been parked by the trailer um not trailer but like fifth wheel kind of thing um he's like backing in to hook boats up to the back of the truck. So I walked up to him and was like, hi, I just wanted to apologize if I disturbed you 
last night I had a nightmare and I woke up screaming and um because like as I'm walking up to the truck he's like not looking at me which I thought was kind of weird right like I'm walking towards you I know you can see me like but he's like staring ahead like I'm not walking towards him and um so then you know I get to the truck and it's like you know I'm sorry if I I had a dream, I had a nightmare last night, woke up screaming, I'm sorry if I woke you up, it's like really in the middle of the night, and he was like, oh, no, 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 you, uh, uh, if anything, it was us, I mean, we didn't get in until around three last night, which is when I had the dream, so, um, so it made me wonder if they had actually poked their heads into the van, um, and I had perceived it in my dream and started screaming, which uh, would have scared the crap out of them, I guess. <laughs> um, sure scared the crap out of me, but, uh, and also interesting and comforting um, to know that, I mean, I, I would thank my gods and ancestors and angels for that. Um, to weave that into my dream that way because I do remember in the dream it made no sense that this friend was doing that but um, I did after I woke up you know I went up and since I was up I went to the bathroom but when I came back I shut the doors so um, lesson learned there but um, yeah it was kind of <laughs> rough road and then when I was in Ohio um, just in general, I was just really irritated. Um, as I was pulling out of that um, RV park, I saw a Confederate flag. So that was my third Confederate flag. I saw one. Um, my first one was in Virginia at the Maryland border. Um no, my first one was in Virginia on a porch, and then the second one was in Virginia on a Maryland border. And then the next one was somewhere in upstate New York. Um, and then this one was in Ohio. Um, so I don't I don't know what's up with uh, folks in New York and Ohio having <laughs> Confederate flags. Um, but anyway. They're all about secession now, I guess. So, um, but I just had this agitation in Ohio. Um, and I didn't know if it was just hormonal or uh, if there was something I was picking up on. Um, and... Um, something about people having their arms hanging out of their truck was just incensing me. I mean, it's the most irrational anger ever, but just like sitting with your stupid arm hanging out of the truck was just making me so mad every time I saw it. And like on the freeway doing 75 miles an hour with your, with your window down and your, and the arm hanging, like not resting, hanging down the side of the truck. Um, and, and these are new trucks. Like, why do you have your windows open? I know you have air conditioning. You're going to ruin the inside of your truck. Your liner's going to come down. You're causing drag that's going to eat your gas away. Like, I just, 
your air conditioning uses less drag than your window open and your arm hanging out of your truck. It just made me so, I don't know. It's irrational and stupid, but it was infuriating me. Um, so I checked in with the ancestors and was like, okay, what's going on here? Like, do I need to dig at something here? Is this hormonal? Like what's going on? And, um, what I got back was that I needed to go to Memphis. That for me to be doing a ancestral tour where I'm not visiting the graves of the people that I grew up with and going to the town that I grew up in, um, is a ridiculously incomplete ancestral tour. So, um, and I've got family, we've got family cemeteries in Arkansas and Mississippi. Um, and then, you know, the bulk of the, my mother's side of the family lives in Memphis. So, um, that's where I grew up. So, um, so I, uh, agreed that a trip was incomplete indeed without going to the place where I'd grown up with the people I'd grown up with. Um, and I did find a, um, so I had another free camping site that night at Adams Lake, uh, which has traditionally been a day use park, but it just recently started doing camping. It was the closest thing to Serpent Mound I could find. And, um, so I pulled in there and found a spot. So I'm sitting at the picnic table with a lake view, um, watching the lily pads and, uh, it was really, really lovely. Um, but there was quite a bit of traffic that would like ride in, basically do a circle around the parking lot on the other side and then ride back out again. Um, lots of pickup trucks and bikes. And so like, like motorbikes, not bicycles. Um, so I didn't even put the gate tent up. Um, and I had planned on staying there. I, my original intention had been to stay near Serpent Mound for four or five days and, uh, drive around, look at different underground sites, get caught up on some podcasting, things like that. Just kind of breathe for a minute. Um, but after I saw this place too, like it's really lovely, but not, not like a campsite where I could leave gear, um, and go do stuff and then come back. Right. Like I wouldn't be able to like take my gate tent off and leave it on the site and then come back to my site. Um, it was clear I would have had to pack everything away every night. Um, and then set back up every day because it, it, there's, it's definitely day use. There's a lot of people going in and out. So, um, but there was a lot of traffic even as it was getting darker. And so, um, so I didn't put the gate tent up and I kept the doors shut and locked. Um, but when I like, you know, got out to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, like the frog symphony was just <laughs> amazing. So it did make me really sad that I didn't have the gate tent up because it would have been just marvelous to sleep to their serenade all night long. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I'll do another cast on serpent mound, but, um, another section on serpent mound, but, um, so I got up the next morning, went to serpent mound, which was magical. 
um, and then head into Memphis. And so I think I did probably my one of my longest days because it was almost 10, I think, before I got to my brother's place. Um, and uh, the vibe in Kentucky I really liked, actually. Um, I've never been in Kentucky before, which is strange because I grew up in Men I grew up in Tennessee, but um, I've never been to Kentucky before. So um, I really did like the vibe in Kentucky, and it was really beautiful. Um, but I knew I had reached the South when I started passing lighted crosses on hills. So I, you know, you don't necessarily see Confederate flags in the South, but you are going to see crosses stabbed into the ground and lit up um so you know within the succession of five minutes i think i'd already seen three so i was like okay i'm i'm in the south now um but it turns out that uh the night that i was in ohio is the night that the dayton shooting shooting happened um so i wonder if part of my agitation too was um feeling that start um it happened in the middle of the night of course but uh, just all saturday afternoon i was so agitated it, i i was just crawling out of my skin i was so irritated and angry um, so i think i may have been picking up on some of that um, but got into memphis at 10 o'clock at night i did spend the night inside the first night um, but it was my brother's guest room is upstairs and my knees have just given out. Um, so, and then the bed was terrible. I almost peed on myself trying to get to the bathroom the next morning cause my back hurt so bad. I couldn't move. Um, I am an old lady and I cannot just crash anywhere anymore. I have to have like certain, I have requirements now. Um, so I slept in the van in the driveway, uh, the rest of the the rest of the trip I'm sure his neighbors loved that but um and you know plugged into the garage because I had to have all four fans going and was super super sweaty um but I made it, it as all right so um I am in Chicago now uh stayed in Carbondale um the night before last and uh, at the Giant City State Park, which was pretty nice. Although a raccoon stole my vitamins. So, um, oh, at the place near Conneaut, Ohio, there was a, um, a raccoon that tried to get into the garbage. Um, I had, I didn't see any trash cans anywhere and so I had the garbage tied up and um and then I hear this rustling and um and I beat the side of the you know like the inside of the gate tent and it saw something dash back into the forest and then a little bit later I heard it again so then I got up and uh carried the the bag to the bathrooms and threw it away in there um and then, you know, that was like at midnight or something. And then later I got woken up by my nightmare. But um, almost every place I've been, I've left like my journal, my little vitamin bag. It's like a cosmetic bag that I've stuffed all my vitamin bottles into. Um, 
so my vitamin bag, my journal, um, like my coffee mug, you know, like a few things like that, that I've just kept on my little table or on the picnic table, uh, while I slept and it hasn't been a problem, but at the giant city, um, state park, like as soon as the sun went down, uh, well, I, it was like dusky while I was cooking. I just heated up a can of soup. I had visited with family in Carbondale um, until about 4.30 or something. And um, so uh, I um, was heating up this can of soup. And as soon as I started heating it up, I saw this little critter come to the edge of the forest. So, you know, I like whacked on the side of the table with fly swatter and it went back in. And, you know, then the, the soup's warm now, so I'm eating it, and I see it come back to the edge of the forest again, so I made more noise, and it ran away again. And I guess I should have known then that if it was going to be bold enough to start coming up to stuff while I'm still sitting there, um, that we had a bold little critter on our hands. And uh, But I wasn't that smart, apparently, and so I left my vitamins in my journal on the table like I always do and um and actually I had the um I cooked on the table so I really really love the gate tent for sleeping but it makes cooking really warm like really really warm so um so I had cooked and it was pretty hot that day so uh, I had cooked at the table instead of at the gate, uh, and, you know, in the back gate, like I usually do. And, um, so I had left, you know, I disconnected the butane canister and had the stove back in its little cover or whatever, but I'd left them on the table as well. So I heard some noise in the middle of the night, but I thought, well, there's nothing they can get. They're probably knocking that butane canister over. Right. Um, so I went back to sleep and then woke up the next morning and my journal's on the ground. The butane can is on the ground so that I had heard. And then after I made my coffee and I sit down, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, my vitamins are gone. So um, that sucks. I mean, it sucks for me because it's a lot of money to replace vitamins. But it really sucks for the raccoon because, I mean, I'm sure they're going to get that little cosmetic bag torn open, um, eventually. Um, and then I don't know how good they are with like lids. Um, but if they get those lids open or break the glass to get the things open, um, I really hope they're not able to get into those bottles to get those vitamins cause they are going to die. Um, there's all kinds of things there that are going to do bad things to them if they're eating a whole bottle of it. So, um, silly raccoon, what'd you do that for? Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks for listening. If you're not already, subscribe to the podcast. That way you can get episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like more information about my van build or travels to get my feet in soil to hear what she has to say, then go on over to www.witchyways.com. That's spelled with a Y instead of an I. And uh, gotta be weird and wild about it, you know? So may your heart, 
mind, eyes, ears, and life be open to the magic and connection that surrounds us all the time. Blessed be.